Hello, my uh, internet friends. It's good to be back with you. It's been a few, it's been a hot second. It's been a few days. Had a lot going on, but some cool stuff's come of it. And I wanted to jump online and talk just a little bit. I know it's late, 6.10, I need to get home. So just a little bit of things to, to cover real quickly. And it's, wow, I gotta get outside and enjoy that view. So I gotta make this quick. I got lost there for a second. Uh, I guess Nick always sorts of, well, look at who, look who's joined this. Hey Lance. Yeah, it's been a while, dude. Yeah, I'm sorry. I've been, uh, I've been out and about, out and about, as we like to say up north. So, um, but yeah, it's good to be here. So uh, some, some lessons that I've learned from the last few days. So I, um, in our faith, we send out our, our young people out on missions. You've probably seen them riding their bikes and doing all kinds of things in their helmets. Fortunately, when I served in, in Japan, we didn't have to wear helmets because that, that would not have been cool. So anyway, but they do wear helmets now and they have to back each other out and it's all kinds of, right? The world's gone uh, cockamamie crazy with all the rules and stuff that we have to do to try to keep ourselves safe. So um, we didn't even wear seatbelts when I was when I was young, but and that's I mean seatbelts are great. Don't get me wrong, I've seen the data, but anyway, so uh, so we sent our oldest son out on a mission back in 2017 in September, and he recently returned. If you check out my personal Facebook page, there's a little video. There's some stuff going on there, but what what a lot of people don't know about my son is that he he deals with a, a great deal of anxiety and as much of this generation does. And so we were very concerned about um, how tough this would be on him to be away from us for two years. Um, we, you, you don't really, you don't see them. They're just gone for two years. When I was in Japan for those two years, I didn't, I didn't talk to my family. It was only handwritten letters and that was it. I mean, there was no calls on Mother's Day, Christmas, nothing, it was, it was too expensive. And, and frankly, I, I wouldn't know how to do it, you know? So when we're that far away, so it just, it never happened. I never talked to my family for two solid years and I saw him again when I got home. Well, so my son's been gone. Um, when he started, it was, it was rough for him to leave home and to be in, uh, doing something that he, um, wasn't accustomed to doing. And so he, and he, and he had a lot a lot of anxiety. There was a there was a number of times when we thought that he was going to come home, that he was going to make it, and that it worried me because I know how. I mean, look, eighteen any eighteen year old nineteen year old kid, what what would you rather them doing? Right, sitting sitting at home playing video games and goofing off and doing whatever else they do at that age, or out 
thinking about other people, serving other people, you know, trying to do something other than focusing on themselves, right? So it's obviously a good thing for them to do and, and to learn responsibility, to be it on their own, to do, <clears throat> learn how to budget. I mean, there's a lot of cool things that come of it, but obviously going out and sharing the gospel and the, and the good news of the gospel and, and talking about Christ and doing all those sorts of things, awesome, a really a great experience. Any parent would want that for their child. <clears throat> so there was this, there was always this thing going on where like I was, worried for him, as was my wife, and we talked about it all the time, but we also wanted him to get the benefit of doing something that's hard, doing something that's not fun, right? And so we were always kind of, wow, just hoping that he'd make it out there. And, and, and things were really tough, but eventually it switched over. And I know we've talked about this a lot. So, and I experienced, and there's a lot of people experience, and we all do this when we set up goals. And so that's what I wanted to talk about today. When, when my son went out on his mission, his goal was to finish two years, right? He was going to stay out there for two years. And when the two years were up, he would be doing a lot of work and stuff in between. But when the two years was up, then he could come home, right? So he had two years he had to stay out there, two years of doing stuff that was hard, two years of doing stuff away from home, two years of not hanging out, talking with his, with his family. And... And if he continued to focus on those two years and that, that goal of getting this done, there was this huge space in between, right? 24 months that was just like, what do you do? How do you stay motivated? How do you get it done? And, and he couldn't, it was too big for him. Uh, most of us create goals that are too big for us. And so that's why 92% of all goes all goals go unaccomplished. Um, we talk about goals and how great they are, but folks, goals suck if we don't do them right. They absolutely are atrocious. And 92% failure rate means that they suck So because we're doing them wrong. So my son, when he was focused on being out for two years, I did the same thing. When you think about the two years, you're going to fall apart. And a funny experience happened to me in the airport. So we're there, we're excited, we're jazzed up, we're pumped up, and our son comes down the escalators, hugs, party, everybody's going crazy. Um, we have a little you know, video with music that we can listen to now. It's just a big happy time for us because we've made it through this and he's, he's accomplished something. Um, and then I um, needed to use the restroom, right? Because I couldn't leave in case he showed up. So I, I said, once everything had kind of settled down and he was off talking to friends and stuff and I, I could sneak away without offending anybody, I took off and went and used the restroom. Well, I came out of the restroom and there was a, um, there was a young man there who I know from a, from a previous neighborhood and his, um, his father has announced his candidacy for the governorship, which is a total joke and a complete disaster. But nonetheless, this kid never, this kid never did make that big dumb decision. But um, he was going on a mission as well, which meant that he was now looking at two years that he was going to have to focus on. So I saw him and I went up and said, "Hey, dude, how's it going?" Shook his hand, you know, and he he'd been in the mission training center for a couple of weeks, and and now this group was heading off, and he happened to be going to California too, where my son went, and he was heading off, and I shook his hand and said, "Hey, good luck to you." wish you well. And, he, and then he asked me, Hey, 
what are you doing here? And I said, oh, well, you know, Canyon just got home. We just picked him up, right? So his Canyon's two years are over. And this poor kid, all of a sudden I could see it hit him that he had two years until he could come home. And it just crushed the poor kid. I mean, he just looked despondent and I felt bad, um, excited for him. I mean, it's just cool. Missions are cool. So I felt, but I, I could tell that he was looking and focusing on, oh my gosh, two years. That's a huge matzo ball out there, right? That's a big deal. And uh, I felt really bad for him. And, but it, it made me sort of think, okay, so how did we get through this? How do we get through to where we can accomplish these big, audacious, crazy goals when, um, when, they're, too big for, when they're just too big for us? When, when we think about them and it just thinks like, you know, it's the elephant in the room and you're like, how in the world am I going to down the entire elephant? And the joke is always one, um, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Trunky from the start. Yeah, bless us. I, most of us were though, right? You'd see the you'd see the other missionaries like you'd get in your mission and they'd be like, oh yeah, I've got a month left. And you're like, ah, you know, it's gonna, I'm going to be here forever. Um, yeah, very, very hard to think about that for sure. But um, but this, yeah, this poor, poor boy, good, good young man. Um, but anyway, so we are, what do we do? Well, what we did with Canyon and what we did with a lot of, uh, with what I try to do with myself and what I try to do with folks that I coach and talk to is we have got to break this thing down into bite-sized pieces. And we have got to do a better job as parents and we've got to do a better job as folks that are working with others to help them break these things down and quit worrying about your goals. You can write your goals down. That's great, right? Write the goals down and get them all out there and plan out the different steps that it's gonna take, you know, for us to get them done. But then that's it. After that, we go to the very, very small work of just focusing on effort. And that's how my son eventually switched over to, like he is despondent he's home now. He absolutely learned to love being a missionary. Now he's exhausted and tired. Um, I was the same way. It's very hard to go from thinking about other people all the time to now, oh yeah, you know what? Go to school and, and go earn some money and get on with your life and uh, find a good girl to marry and, and, and give me some grandkids. You know, that's a tough adjustment, but um, he's going to have to make it, right? That's just life. And he's going to have to do the same thing. You can have these goals, but you cannot sit there and look at the goals because they become too big. We have to break them down and then start focusing on just the effort that it takes to get there. And when we start doing any little thing, we have to make sure that we encourage ourselves and stay focused on it. So everybody talks about um, one game at a time or one play at a time or one step at a time or one day, whatever. That's it. But break it down even further th than that. Any effort at all should be celebrated. Any effort at all should be acknowledged. And by doing that and staying with that, eventually we will take care of it. The two years will go by. As soon as my son began to focus on the day-to-day -day stuff that, he, that they needed to get done, and they went out and they put forth effort, and they just tried, right? We should always get credit for trying. We should always celebrate the fact that we've taken any action and that we're trying and not put anything out there 
not suspend any enjoyment or whatever just because we haven't achieved anything. Forget achieving stuff. The achieving will come with effort. It's just built in us. It's in our DNA. And as long as we're putting forth effort and we use goals as mileposts, then we will be able to accomplish amazing things. But we got to keep it small to go big. Okay? You got to keep it small to go big. I was talking to Lance. I'm going to throw you under the bus a little bit, bud. Okay? Um, so I was talking with Lance earlier, and Lance is doing amazing things in his business. He's getting ready to grow. He's going to go. Uh, big time. He's rebranding. He's thinking about um, a lot of really cool things. And he mentions today when we were we were going back and forth on Messenger that it's a little overwhelming. It is. So Lance, go small, bud. Go small. Okay. All these little things that you're doing, you know, when you get something and you decide, hey, you know what? I'm going to turn this in. I'm going to get a, get a new logo. Great. I'm going to rebrand. I've decided I'm going to rebrand. That's awesome. So what are the little steps you have to do to get rebranded? You have to contact somebody to get a new logo. You have to look at the new logos. You take it one step at a time and you make sure that you celebrate, absolutely celebrate each one of, the, of those little efforts that go on. Excellent. There's a good friend Lance right there. Castles are built brick by brick. Everything is. Everything is built little by little. But if we sit there and just think about the castle, we think about the big thing, it can get overwhelming, too big for us. It's hard to, to, to get it to, to, as humans, it's hard to take it all in. And then we allow ourselves to get frustrated and we, and we stop. Okay. So we've got to go small, stay small, work on just the effort in order to go big. I hope that makes sense. Please, any questions, comments, whatever, please follow us on Facebook where we go live quite a bit. I will get this out. We're going to be doing some really cool things coming up. You'll notice that um, every time I go live now, you'll see some additional graphics and things go out. And so we're trying some new automation techniques to help out with that. Um, hopefully can present that to you guys here very shortly. Um, but it's very exciting stuff. And we are taking it one little step at a time. We're, we're going small to go big. Small to go big. Hope that helps. Hope you have a great uh, evening. And tomorrow, what? Friday. Ooh, Fridays are fun. I like Fridays. I'm going to go home and see my family that is together once again, all five of us under the same roof. And it's been 24 months, 104 weeks, two years, however you want to go. It's been a long time, but I'm going to go and enjoy my uh, little family right now. And I will see you all very, very soon. Everyone, I want to really thank you so much for joining me on your entrepreneurship journey. 
If there's anything you learned today or if there is a topic you would like me to discuss in the future, I would really love to hear from you. I do have a favor to ask. Would you please subscribe to our podcast or Facebook page and please like, share, and use the hashtag TheLittleBlackCouch. It would really help get this message out and hopefully help more people like us. Now let's get out and change the world together. <laughs>